Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is Skilled in the Word of Righteousness. Hey, so glad you're with us. This is your first time. Welcome. If you're a regular listener to the podcast, glad you are back. I want to talk today about a key to overcoming negative behavior in our life, a key to overcome sin in our life. And in the book of Hebrews chapter 5, the writer of Hebrews is going into some deep waters, talking about Melchizedek, and he stops and says, I can't continue because the Hebrew listeners or the readers have become dull of hearing and cannot spiritually comprehend what he's saying. And this word dull of hearing, and I, I speak quite a bit about the hearing of faith, Galatians 3, where it says that we receive the Spirit not by the works of the law, but by the hearing of faith. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing being incredible in our hearing, being careful in what we receive in our hearing is so vital for our lives. If we're going to experience something different, we're going to believe something higher than what we're experiencing. And if we're going to believe something higher, we've got to hear something higher. But these, he says, you become dull of hearing. Now it's a process. We don't just one day become dull. We, we grow in dullness if we want to use that language. And by the way, just I say thank you, Father, right now for releasing over this listener just new childlike wonder in their hearing. Because the same way we get into the kingdom is the same way we advance in the kingdom. It's by hearing good news and believing it. So he goes on to say, you become dull of hearing. And then verses 12 through 14 of Hebrews 5, it says this, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. Now listen to this. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. So he's saying that I'm trying to give you some meat. I'm trying to give you some truth that that is actually going to make a huge difference. It's going to take you to a place where you never thought you would go. It's going to take your influence to a place you never thought you would go. I want to give you meat. I want you to unlock the true mysteries that are in the Bible, the true revelations, but you can't get it. You can only just be on milk, the basics of the faith. Now, he says, here's the evidence that you're a milk, only a milk drinker. You are unskilled in the word of righteousness. And those unskilled in the word of righteousness will be dulled to hear the powerful things that they need to hear. Now, the unskilled, listen to this. He's saying, he doesn't just say that we're unskilled in the word. 
He says, no, we're unskilled, or he's talking to people who are unskilled in the word of righteousness. Makes me think of Romans 5, 17, where it says, for if by one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive, listen to this, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Righteousness is a gift. And so I want to build a case today. I want to talk about the difference between the righteousness of the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, and the righteousness of the New Covenant. And if we're not skilled in understanding this clearly, then we're babes. We can only handle milk. We're, given, we're told that there's a gift of righteousness in Romans 5.17, a gift isn't something that we can earn. When we give a gift to somebody, we don't want money for it. It's not a gift anymore. We don't want them to work for it. It's not a gift anymore. Now, in the Old Testament, Jewish people tried to become righteous through doing righteous acts. Deuteronomy 6.25 says this, Then it will be righteousness for us if... We are careful to observe all these commandments before the Lord our God as he has commanded us. That's Deuteronomy 6.25. But here's the thing. That under the old covenant, they were trying to become righteous through works, through behavior, through righteous so-called behavior. But nobody could do it. Romans 3.10 talking about the people of the old covenant. There is none righteous. No, not one. Now, the gospel is good news. I've got some good news for you today. Everything changed because of Jesus. It says in John 1:17, For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus. There's an absolute change. The new covenant is a complete breakaway from the old covenant. And it says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So we become the righteousness of God. Jesus became sin for us. He became unrighteous for us that we might become. And, and we receive this by faith. Now, as we receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, we not only become righteous, but we have the key to overcome sin. Listen to Romans 6, 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Well, what does it mean then to be skilled in the word of righteousness? How do I make sure I am not a babe, but can feast on the meat of God's word? Here's the indicator. Now listen to this. I am skilled in the word of righteousness if I believe I am still righteous when I have sinned. I will refuse to believe I can sin away the righteousness I have in Jesus. I will refuse to try to establish my own righteousness through my own efforts. Skilled in the word of righteousness even when I sin. And by the way, you know, we, we, all of us sin. All of us miss the mark. You know, we have categories of sin. What we say, I don't do this, I don't do that, or whatever our category, 
all of us are missing the mark still. We are perfected in Jesus when we receive him, but the sanctification process is getting into our experience who we already are in him, and we're all missing the mark to a degree. We're all not perfect yet in our behavior, and it's in that, whether we think it's a little sin or a big sin, whenever we miss the mark, our refusal to say that I'm not righteous, but that we still believe we're righteous, then we are becoming and we are skilled in the word of righteousness. Now, many, many preachers and teachers focus on things of the old covenant, like the Ten Commandments and other works and, you know, ministries that maybe just have the Ten Commandments even posted, is that often is a reflection of the emphasis of the ministry. Now, the more we focus on the law, the more we focus on such things like the Ten Commandment, is the more that will actually create more sin. Romans 5.20 says, Moreover, the law entered that offense might abound. Anytime there's an emphasis on what we're to do, there's a greater emphasis on what we're to do than what we're to believe, then it's actually going to increase sin. If we focus more on what we need to do than what Christ has done, we are not rightly dividing the Old and New Testaments. Listen to this, 2 Timothy 2.15. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. Hey, if we don't rightly divide the old and new covenants, we are wrongly dividing the word then. And this question, are we skilled in the word of righteousness? That question and us answering that and us understanding the importance of being skilled in the word of righteousness will cause us to rightly divide the word in its most crucial area. Some would say this teaching will lead to more sin. On the contrary, this teaching is the only teaching that can cause us to overcome sinful behaviors. Let me say that again. Some would say, hey, Steve, what you're teaching will lead to more sin. I say on the contrary. This teaching is the only teaching that truly causes us to overcome sinful behaviors. Now, as we become skilled in the word of righteousness by continually believing we are righteous, we will increasingly receive the meat of God's word, which will cause us to reign in life. Yes, we may need help from gifted counselors and anointed people to minister to problem-causing root issues in our life, Yes, we may need to take measures to protect people in our life and our, ourselves from, from harmful choices, but our belief we are righteous will be the single most important thing to seeing righteousness manifest in us. Wow, you become dull of hearing, the writer of Hebrews says, for everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. He is only a babe. Thank you, Father, for this word. Thank you for this one who's listening right now. Thank you for revelation of the new covenant in Jesus' name. Thank you for 
increasing their skill in the word of righteousness for their life. Romans 4.17 says the kingdom of God is not about meat and drink, but about righteousness, peace, and joy. Righteousness is one third of the kingdom. And when we rightly divide that and we understand that we become skilled in the word of righteousness, it will cause us to overcome sinful behaviors. It will increase the sanctification process greatly. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. And we're here to ignite your hope. Remember, there's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. And he who is the most hope has the most influence. Something's going to change. Somebody's going to get hope. I'm talking to hope people right now. We need it in this hour. The question is never how dry the bones are. The question is whether someone has renewed their mind enough to believe the bones can live. And I want to remind you also, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Jesus in Hebrews 1.9 says he's anointed with the oil of gladness above all his companions. Jesus created a culture of gladness around him. And great leaders, great influencers create a culture of gladness around them because the joy of the Lord is our strength. I don't need strength at the end of the battle. I need strength in the middle of the battle. Pretty much for everybody listening right now, today's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. (laughs) Joy in a more convenient season, I will call for you. In a season where I'm not battling any personal weaknesses, where everything in my family is just perfect. I don't have any other relational challenges. I'm only hearing good news through the media. There's no uncertainties for my future. (laughs) <laughs> no, we all got reasons. Why? Just listed those. Why? You know, many of us are battling them. No, I need joy right now. I, I just say thank you, Lord, for the activation of joy, the activation of strength. In a merry heart is good like medicine. Hey, if you love these podcasts, why don't you tell somebody else about them? And Igniting Hope Ministries, Wendy is starting Feasting on the Spirit starting November I think it's starting November 1st, one of the first days of November for 28 days. There's two levels. You just, where you're feasting, where she gives revelation on how to connect your spirit to the spirit of God. There's a free level with emails and the second level with those emails as well, plus some extra benefits. Hey, God bless you. Praying for you today. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.